You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is Gonic literature, um, and here we're going to discover the Gaonim's hand in shaping something which we sort of can't think of Yontif without it, or at least we can't think of the Yom Naroyim without it. And I'm talking about the the four Hosofos, um, either Avarachamon or Avarachamim, so Chirzur Vachayim Rachamim, Uchsov Vachayim Tovim or Vachayim Kolbnei Brisecho Vachayim Tovim, and Besefer Vachayim Tovim Brocho Shalom Parnosa Mizocher Vikinosik Vnechanachna Vakolam Chabes Israel Vachayim Tovim Lushalom. Those four Hosofos that it's part of davening. We're going to discover tonight that the Gaona might have been the ones who um, penned that or initiated it and wanted it to be part of davening. But when we say Gaonim, do we mean like a, a commitment of a whole yeshiva, of everybody together? Or was it oh, perhaps one group? And was there a pushback? And what we're going to discover is there was a pushback. In fact, it might be that it, 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 there is going to be a, a, a suggestion that those Hosofas are even more ancient. And what principle could they be violating? Uh, assuming the Gaonim added it in Davani. Well, we know that there's something called the Matbeya Shetavu Chachamim. And whether it's the Anshe Knesset Agdolo exactly, or the Rabbonim of, 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 of the, of the Mishnah and the Talmud, the Gaonim, as we know, and this was the, the as what we've seen, uh, they weren't considered to have that type of power to be able to violate or change the nuschos of davening. Uh, at least that's going to be one of the argument. So um, <coughs> what could be wrong, however, with these additions? They seem to inspire us when we say them. What could be wrong with them? So what I want to do is I want to show, I, I, want, to, I want to learn up um, uh, two little pieces of Gemara with the Tosos, uh, because Tosos actually is, is crucial here. And then to show you where, what, what, are, what are some of the issues involved. So I'll start with the piece of Gemara itself. The Gemara that we're going to start with is the Gemara in Brochos, Andaf, Lamed, Dalid, Amid, Aleph. And again, Amir Ravuna. Ta'a b'shoa shrishonos. Let's say you're this chazan, and you're, you, things seem to be going okay, but you make a mistake. And a, a mistake is made in the first three brachos. So we catch you. Now, what do you do when you make that mistake? Choser l'rosh. You go back to the beginning of Shemona Esrei. So even though your mistake was in the second bracha, the bracha of Gvuros, you have to go back to the beginning of Shemona Esrei. Be'emtziot, if it's in the middle brochot, what do you do? Choser You go back to that brocha that begins the middle brochos, the brocha for das. Ba'achronos, if you make a mistake in the last three brochos, choser avoda. So that was Rav Huna's statement. Rav Asi, from Eretz Yisrael, disagreed with Rav Huna. He said, I agree with Rav Huna about the first three and the second three, 
But when it comes to the middle 12 or 13, when it comes to those middle brochos, so there the halacha is that Einlehen Seder. It's not like, oh, I made a mistake, I have to go back to Apecho. That there is a structure that is standard and becomes part of the Siddur. The question is, though, is that the suggested best way or is it the only way to the point that it's like one piece? Mm. And that if you if you were Makalko something in the middle, you must start from the beginning again. Or was this a collection of different brochos that we, 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 we appreciate this order, but they all sort of stand as unique by themselves? As opposed to, as we're going to see, the first three and the last three, they are like one piece. And therefore, it, it, they can't be separated by, by topic. They are all essentially the same idea, even though they are manifestation, they are different manifestations of the exact same idea. And therefore, a mistake in, in Bracha 3 necessitates to begin the process from the beginning. So, so that's really what's what's going on here. Rav Huna says that the the 13 in the middle, maybe it's based on that uh, Bryson Megillah that shows how we have like the hovus and it goes from one to the other. And once you have this, then this other thing happens, right? All those, and some of those are sort of stretched, as you know, Bob, they sound somewhat forced, but mm -hmm. whatever it is, Rav Huna felt that that it's it's one chativa achas, and you got to go back to ata chonein. Ravasi said, I, "I know that we placed them all. To, we placed them in a certain one after the other, but it's not that the seder demands them to be in this spot. That if you if you if you ruin one bracha, uh, you got to start from the beginning, and this it's got to be take. It can't be taken out of context. And you'll see mesiv ravsheshes." Let's say someone makes a mistake in a bracha. He goes back to the beginning of that bracha, meaning the Bryce says, even though he makes a mistake in the last line, that mistake ruins that bracha is X'd out, and he starts from the beginning of that bracha. So the Gemara says, to you to the Ravuna. So that goes against Ravuna. Because that sounds like you could start, let's say you make a mistake in Rafaeno, that's where you go back to. So Rafuna will answer the Brisa that Rafesh has brought is not a it doesn't contradict him. When it says go back to the beginning of the bracha, it means atachone. Because Rafuna says they're all one long bracha of the needs that human beings normally have. And therefore, when the Bryce said, go back to the beginning of the bracha, it meant go back to the beginning of that whole pattern of brachas, which is a dochek, but that's what Ravuna could answer to the Bryce. Okay? Now, who do we paskin like? We're going to see in Tosos in a minute. Amar Rav Yehuda. That, that, was, that was a Bryce um, that was that was put to the table, that was placed on the Talmudic table because of the debate of Huna and Asi. Now we have another Amora, a little bit earlier than them, Rav Yehuda, who says, 
al yishal adam tzrochov. A person should not ask for his personal needs lo b'sholosh rishonos lo b'sholosh achronos. Not in the first three and not in the last three. Ela b'amtsios. You should ask in the middle ones. That's where you could ask your individual needs. The Amber of Hanina, Rishonos, Shemesader Rabo. The first three is the Shevach. They're all praising of God in a certain important way. This we're asking for your money. You're asking for your payment. You're asking to get paid more. You're asking for your reward. That's why you could start asking for other things. That's uh, all you're supposed to do is say thank you for everything. Yes, I received it. You're not supposed to be asking for stuff. You're supposed to be thanking for what you already got. It doesn't mean emtsayut ein lehem seder. Pirsh pekunteris ve'imdolag brocha achas ve'achar kach niskar shbo shelo bimkoma om rebbe mokom sheniskar. In other words, basically, would have that would be even not to necessarily go back. In other words, ein lehem seder might even mean that. That whenever you remember, just say it. Hmm. So Tosa says, I don't think Rashi is right as far as that goes, because we know um, that what it means, because it sounds like, and this is what he brings here, that Elamaschil, he says, what, you, what it means is you go back to that spot. That's what uh, Ravasi meant. Not that you just say that bracha. Doesn't mean ain lem seder at all. So, in other words, it's like the place, the bracha that I made, everything was good till the bracha I made the mistake. But I don't have to go back to the beginning. So that's a machlokus, and it could be Rashi agrees ultimately to this. So I'm not sure. Okay. And then he says ubahad. That's the balhilchos gadol. one of the gaonim. Pasat asi. The Omar emtsoyus ein lehen seder. That we don't say you have to go back to the beginning of Atahone. But you can go back to the way Tosus understands, you go back to that bracha. Everything you set up to the bracha that you didn't say correctly is fine. And then you start with that bracha. Hmm. Why are we passing out Ravasi? One reason we pass on Ravasi, the Ravhuna Kitalmid Lagabi Ravasi. How do we know that? Because in many places, Ravuna says things in the name of Ravyasi. That's one reason. So therefore, Ravasi is considered his Rebbe. Vaod, another reason why we pass on Ravasi, the Ravuna Tsarak Lithok, according to Ravuna, you have to say the Bryce is talking about when it says, go back to the beginning of the Brocha, it meant the beginning of Atachonen, because all 13 are like one long Brocha. That's a dochek to say that. He says, We don't depend on dochek answers. Sounds perfect. Go back to the bracha that you made the mistake in. Mm-hmm. Another reason why is, okay, remember, who is the one who who, who raised the question against Una? Sheshas. 
So now, even if you want to say Asi and Huna are equals, and maybe Huna is more important, we got Sheshus on his side, because Sheshus asked the question. So since Sheshus asked the question, he clearly didn't like that Dopic answer, so we could put Asi and Sheshus together against Huna. Va'od, the Rav Asi, the Rav Sheshus, kindly Bechad So therefore, we got two against one. And another reason, Va'od, another reason that Baskin like Ravasi, did Bishel Sofrim, it's only a Darabonin anyway. It's a Darabonin to Davin, right? To do it especially in this manner, right? Tosu seems to hold that Tefillah is not Midaraisa, or, or at least definitely this Nusach is only Midarabonin. And since it's only a Darabonin, what you should do, so why should we be Ma'achmir like Ravun and make you go back to Atachonin? We'll go like the Mako. V'imke. Therefore, what is the halacha Tosfos says? Adam shetoa v'dolag brocha achas be'emtsoyis. If you skip or you say it incorrectly, you ruin, you mangle completely one of the middle brachas. Here's the part that has to do with our topic. O shelo omar hamelech hamishpat bein rosh hashanah liyom he doesn't say Melech HaMishpat, which is in the middle. The Kaimelon, we hold the Machzirin also, Lo Yachzer Latachone. Where do you go? Ela also Brocha Shedileg. You go back to what? You go back to the Brocha of Hashivenu. You go back to the Brocha of Mishpat, right? You go back to, you, right? You go back to the Brocha of, 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 right? You go back to the Brocha of Mishpat, The bracha of of Hashivenu Shoftenu. You have to go back to that bracha. Umishon ve'elach yomer alaseder. Just like the Rashbam who disagrees with his grandson, disagrees with his grandfather. Ve'hecha sheto begimur rishonos though. Let's say you made a mistake in the first three. Kagon sheto b'chasimosan. You didn't end them properly. Oh. Lo hisker bein shoshana liyom akipurim bebirchas avos zachreino lechayim melechovets bagayim. What does Tosfos say? That you didn't say zachreino, or betchias hamesim. You didn't say mi chamaicha avarachaman. Let's say you didn't say that. Oh, all three are the same. Melech HaKadosh, Zochreinu, Micha Mocha, what do you have to do? Chozer L'Rishona, you have to go back to the beginning of Shemona Esrei. Veheicha Shato B'Sholosh Achronos, Kemo Shato Kemokem B'Chasimos, and either you mangle their endings, O Shalihizker B'In Rosh Hashanah L'Yom Kippur and B'Sim Shalom, B'Sefer Chayim, Let's say you don't say that. Or you don't say, mm-hmm. So Tosfus clearly holds that these Hosafos are essential parts of the Brocha. So Zochreinu and Micha Tosfus holds are so crucial that if you don't say them, your Shemon Esrei has in, in the first three, you got to go back to the beginning. And if you don't say these hosafos in the end, you have to go back to the beginning of Avoda. The Taima, 
בקימן שכולו שבח, הווי כברוכה אחד. Because it's basically like one Shabbat or one Hoidah. So it's like one Brocha. So that is Tosfus, as you see clear, Tosfus has fused Zachreinu and Melech HaKadosh. Um, on the same page, we have another Tosfus. Tosfus, remember, Rav Yehuda said, don't ask your Bakoshos in the first three Brochos. Pirish Rach, the Rabbeinu Hai. We know that's one of the Gaonim. The mm-hmm. It's only if you want to put your own individual requests. But you're allowed to ask for the Tzibur. So here we have Rav Hai Gaon, clearly, he wasn't the inventor of it, but defending it, saying there's nothing wrong with saying Zochreinu. Zochreinu is fine. Why? Because it's not a personal bakosha. It's Zochreinu, all of Klal Yisrael, we're asking in this time of Mishpat. And the Krovats, this is what it really means here is the Krovos. What he means over here is the all the piyutim that we say which were in the original Machzorim, a lot of them, a lot of people skip them now, but they're all the piyutim and other things that are part of the davening that we that are included in the first three brochos, you would say, well, I shouldn't be saying that. No, it's, even though it's about God, God, listen to my tefillahs, God, take those, or even think about it, he says, <laughs> that's also a bakosha. Had to defend the the presence of these parts of the machzer because they were attacked as we're going to see as being in interpolations that are, are, are that don't really jive with what chachamim want chachamim wanted just to be the shevach to god they don't want you to put personal stuff in there it's supposed to be a shevach to hashem what are you putting in your own personal bakachas there the first three brachas are meant to be praise that god Keep I, on I see so so Rav Hai is just is he's he's basically saying, oh yeah, you know, I I agree with you people who are criticizing this that you can't put individual things in. We're only doing it because right. they're group things. Right. So even though it seems to run counter to the spirit of Chazal, because Chazal want this to just be praisings of God, and and here you're saying, and, and remember, write us in the Book of Life. Remember to remember us for life. Right. Remember. Wait, wait, this is all supposed to be how great God is. So, so Rabbi Noahi says, well, look at the Gemara. The Gemara says, Tzorachov. He says, it's, it's, it's about the Tzorachov, your own personal things. Mm-hmm. So, and therefore, there's, therefore, what we did, what, we, what we're sanctioning here is fine. Therefore, this is Tzorach Tzibor, and you're allowed to insert it. We don't do it throughout the year. But during the Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Aserah Simei Tshuva, you can put them in. And even Yalaviyovo is also not, in other words, you would say the last three brachos, you're, are you going to say is that the last three brachos are just supposed to be uh, thanking God? He says, Tato, we know that's not even true. The Davke Yochid Kamar, the thing that, that Yehuda was against, that the Gemara uh, memorializes as true without anyone arguing, is only a person's individual needs. 
because he says it's a canard to think, Rabbeinu Hai said, that the last three brachos were just praising God for what he gave us. Because take a look at them. Shrei Iker brachos achronos. Look at those last three brachos. Bring back the avod, right? What are the last three brachos? Avoda, hoda, and shalom. They're all about, right? Right? The Ritzay is about bringing back the avod of the Beis Hamikdash, right? Right. Right. And Shalom, the last brach is about creating Shalom. Those are all Tsarchei Tsiburhe are Tsarchei Tsiburhe. They're mm-hmm. asking for the Tsibur. Yeah. So therefore, it, it, and he wants to apply that to the first three brachos as well. Mm-hmm. But we already see, if we learn up the Tosfus, this Gemara with these two Tosfus in, that Zachreinu is prominent here, and we can see already what might be the issue with Zohreinu, right? And how it might be in the first parak describes the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema and the brachos that surround it. So Rabba Barchina Nasaba was a student of Rav. And therefore, he quoted Rav as saying that if you don't say Emes Fiyatsiv Shachris, if that's not the way you say it, you, you have to say emes v'yatsiv. And in the, in the in the night, you need to say emes v'yamuna. That bracha, which is supposed to be the real description of ge'ulas mitzrayim and how important that is for our uh, of our life. And it's the way it's been catered to be the bracha after Shema. If you don't use that nusach, you really haven't fulfilled your rabbinic responsibility of saying these brachos as a means of saying, of, of mentioning the geula in the proper way. Why? That in the morning, you're not supposed to talk about emuna. You're supposed to just mention and expand on the loving kindness that was abounding. Mm. And at night, you're supposed to say Amunah. Mm. Now, since Rabbi Barchinina gave this important directive about Shema, we now have Rabbi Barchinina in other places about davening. You're supposed to, there are places where we do submit ourselves to God, where we bow where we show that God is our master, our ruler, we're submissive. We do that bowing with the word baruch, but we make sure to be zokef while, as we, as when the name of God is uttered from our lips. When the name of God is above the word Adonai, then we are upright. That is another statement that Rabbi Barchen and Asaba gave us. Shmuel liked it, and he said, you know why? That's what it says. Hashem zokeif kafufim. That when the name of God is said, you are already upright. And it's not that that you're that that you have to hear the name of God. You say the name of God in an upright state. Yes, you're supposed to be bowing. You're supposed to realize how God is. You submit to God, but you have the you are you have the power to say His name. And when you say His name, you should be upright. So that is a statement that also came from Chinana. right? In fact, when Shmuel met Rab's son, he said to him, Bar-Urion, you know, you have a great father. 
I want to tell you one of the great things your father said. And of course, Shmuel and Rav were, were, were friends and they argued and they had a great relationship. And when he met his father, I guess after his father had died, he said, I'm going to tell you something, one of the great things your father said. And one of the great things Rav said was, Kishu Korea Korea Babaruch, meaning when you realize that God is the source of all this goodness, Baruch, like the Nefshachayim says, it's like this great brecha, this great pool of energy and power that we can get stuff. So you bow down and submit and say, how wonderful it is that God can give me. But when you, when you're Zokaif, make sure that when you say God's name, you're upright. And that was a wonderful statement your father made because he, you have to know that it's, it's a common, it's this balance of submission and pride in your, in your role as, 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 as part of the Jewish people. That's important to know how to balance that. The Gemara then says that Rav, okay, go. That when he would bow down, he would bow down like a whip going down. Go bow down. But when he would raise himself up, he would make sure that he would, like a snake, uncoil himself. Like Rashi says, so it shouldn't be that you can't, as if what you were submitting yourself, like it's like something that was difficult for you. So this important balance of, of Korea and Zokev, Korea and Zokev, it's important to get it right. Now, the same Rafkin and Asaba also told us in the name of Rav, so it's interesting that, again, it's as late as the Amora Rav, the first generation Amora, that this is the change that must be made from Rosh Hashanah through, through Yom Kippur and HaMelech HaMishpat, of course, through the weekdays. That was Rav's statement. Rabbi Lozer, who learned by Rav when he was in Bovel and then went there to Israel, said, Afil Amar Ha'el HaKadosh Yotza. You could say Ha'el HaKadosh. How do I know? This is going to be part of our, our, our Rosh Hashanah davening. So you see that even though when is God elevated, the God of hosts is elevated and seen as the ruler, the controller, the one who governs justice and all mishpat happens. That's the Rosh Hashanah, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And still it says, So clearly, Rabbi Lozer says, you could say, Why not? Well, it may, so it may, maybe that's one way to win Rabbi Lozer. The other Rabbi Lozer is that, oh, Melech HaKadosh is better, but El HaKadosh is still good enough. My Habiello, what's the Psak? Because it's a Machlokas, Rav and Rabbi Lozer. Um, Rabbi Yosef Ha'el HaKadosh. Then you could say Ha'el HaKadosh. Meaning Rabbi Yosef seems to agree with Rabbi Lozer. Despite the fact that Rabbi Yosef, you know, <laughs> Rabbi Yosef had studied in, by Rav Una, who was a Talmud of Rav, he seems to, to hold that Ha'el HaKadosh, at least Bidyevet, is all right. 
Rabbi Omar, you should say Hamelach Hakadosh, Hamelach Hamishpat, Rabbi. Okay, so this again is from Rav Chinnah Mishmei the Rav, and here you have another statement from him coming up as well. A couple of other statements, but uh, again, these are why it's placed together. So now the question is, well, how long? Can I ask you a question about this? Um, uh, I mean, this is not giving. I mean, it, it's giving their opinions, but it's not giving what's behind it. Whether this is a, a is it a, is it a, a slight debate? Meaning, well, everyone says Melech is great. Melech is clearly the idea that needs to be emphasized here. Mm -hmm. King, because this is a time of judgment, and that's obviously about kingship, and that's the main thing. Mm -hmm. Or are we saying, well, Ea was good too, right? In other words, Ea was power, right? Okay, so obviously power, when you have that power, you can be the king and exercise that power and judge and decide who lives, who dies, and basically come up with a plan for how the planet is going to go on the next year. Mm -hmm. But Ea was also good. Because, and, and we know, especially as we know, Ea, it's because of that un, unbridled, compatible power, God can sometimes uh, give out mercy for people. And therefore, right, because it says, mm. So you see that there's this balance. So don't think it's only about, about Melech. Ale is also important. And Ale is also, that, that, that could be one way to look at the debate. And that, that way, you would say, the, the question is, can you get away with Ale or not? Right? Mm. Can you get away with Ale? Um, Similarly, with Melech Oev Tzedak Mishpat, you could say, maybe, you know, I mean, God loves this process, but, uh, you know, he's, there's something, it isn't that all there is is Mishpat now, right? Let's go back to the ale behind it, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that could be the debate. In other words, everyone knows this was a time of Mishpat, and we're supposed to be scared, we're supposed to realize how, how that's actualized, but, you know, there's ale behind it, and, you know, right? That, that could be one way to look at it. And, and, and it could be, again, that Rabbi Lozer and Rabbi Yosef are somewhat similar as far as that goes. And Rabba and Rav feel, no, it's only about Mishpat now. And mm -hmm. So the Machlokas is, could you be Yotzebidiyevet with Eil? Mm -hmm. The other way to look at it is, is that, that um, even though Rabbi Lezer, the words of Rabbi Lezer says, is <coughs> Rabbi Lezer says, Afilu Omar, it could be Rabbi Yosef is actually, uh, is actually arguing to say they're just both as good. Ha'el is just as good as yeah. Melech. And therefore what he's saying is maybe it's all about recognizing God as Ha'el. Not, necess not necessarily recognize, you're right, he is Melech. But Ha'el is just as good. Ha'el might even be in a way because he was the, the power that, 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 that everything came from. True, his plan was to be Melech, but maybe Ale, not that it's just Bidievit as good. It's it it represents an equal to Melech and Mishpat. So th that depending on how you learn this Gemara, your question I think needs to be seen in that light. Is this well, could we get away with Ale? Or is I don't know what you're why why are you saying, Rav, that it's gotta be Melech, 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 Amishpat? <laughs> Why? Why can't we? Why can't we 
think about God in, in, in the larger holistic sense, and that's just as good during this time. So that could be, so, so it's not clear what the machlokas is. Is the machlokas, um, right? And in, in fact, one could even go further and say a third possibility that maybe even Rav never meant to say that you must say uh, melech. It's that you should say melech. But, but if you say ale, maybe you don't have to go back and say the bracha again. So there's really three possibilities in this Gemara. And each one can be found in a different Rishabha. <laughs> so, so again, your question really needs to be put in. First, we have, a three, we have a, a, a three possibilities what the Gemara means. Tosus learns that this is a question of of Bidiyevit or not. That Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Lozer were saying Bidiyevit, ale is good enough. So Tosfus says, you look at Tosfus, Rab is right, it's And therefore you need to say the bracha again. You have to say the bracha again. Then Tosfus says, Hmm. Since the rabbis want this to be the Nusach. And you're right, it changes. These 10 days, the Nusach changes from Eila Kodosh to Melacha Kodosh. But that's all included in what the rabbis want. In fact, what Rob seems to be saying is that this is what whoever put, whoever gave us the Chiyav of Davening with this language this is what they meant. We, you might not have heard it, but I'm telling you it's true. And therefore, Tosva says that if one says kadosh, it's like he said during the rest of the year, Baruch Hashem, ha green bay packers, right? <laughs> what did you just mean to me? You were Mishalim Abbeish, it's Abu Chazalim, right? That's not what Chazal told you to say. Chazal mm. told you to say, right? Right? Gal Yisrael, Chazal told you to say this. That's not that's not the Matbeish of Tabuchachamim. Certainly not in Chicago. Yeah. So therefore, <laughs> ain't no Yotze Yedechav also. So you weren't Yotze Yerchova. The Kach Pasak Rebbeinu Yehuda, one of the Baleatosos, Im Sofiklo, Im Omar, Im Lo Omar. If you're not sure whether you said any of these things, oh, did I say Amelcha Kadosh? I don't know. Did I say Zachreinu? Did I say Ubisefer? Did I say Vakosov? According to Tosvos, Machzirim Oso. Wow. You got to go back and repeat it. So here we have Tosvos on Lamed Dalid and Tosvos on Dafyud Beis championing Zachreinu and saying that Zach, there's no, quoting Rabbi, dismissing any complaints about Zachreinu, and in fact, elevating it to the Matbeya Shetobu Chachomim. And then he says that especially since these are added during these 10 days, you have to always assume, he quotes the Yerushalmi, that you probably forgot it if you're a besophic. In other words, the Yerushalmi says that let's say it comes to Talmotar, so, right, or Mashivaruach, or Talmotar in the summer. Right? So let's say the first 30 days, the Cheskas Shaloy Lomad. 
it's it's bechazchas that you didn't say it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because right? Because you're not used to it. It's not part of your custom. But if it's thirty days later and you have a suffix, you could pretty much assume you said it. Any of the additions, you should assume that you probably said it wrong if you're Mesopic. And you have to go back to the beginning of the, the beginning of Shmon Esrei if you forget the, if you forget Michamocha uh, of Arachaman, you have to go back to the beginning of Shmon Esrei. Virach Kosav the ein machzirin oso mikol osan dvarim. You don't have to go back from the things the lo pasak besefer befeirish. If it doesn't say in the sefer, which sefer does he mean? <laughs> we don't know what he, which sefer he's talking about. Maybe Rael Dvarov. So it's not clear what this. If it's Rabbeinu Hanan or whoever it is, what he means here. But he seems to say that you don't go back. Does he mean even Melach Hakadosh? Or is he maybe talking about only Zachreinu? Maybe it's only Melech HaKadosh, which is mentioned in the Gemara, but maybe Zachreinu is different. So it's unclear from this language of Tosfus what this Rach might mean if it is Rabbeinu Chano. He quotes the Rava Barchin and Osabas. By the way, the other ones are also very beautiful and relevant to Yom Neroyim. And I, 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 but I... Everything, almost everything he says outside of the Kriyachma one, they're all very important about uh, uh, principles of how we should approach these Yom Naroyim. But take a look what he says here. He, he quotes the Gemara, and then he says, the Hilchasakaraba, the Gemara said. So, first of all, the Rush wants to know. He says, Karaba. <laughs> first of all, um, I don't know why the Gemara needed to say it, the Rosh says, because we know one of the principles of Psak is Rab and Rabbi Yosef were contemporaries, we Paskin like Rabba. So I'm not exactly sure why the Gemara needs to go out and Paskin. It could be because the Gemara has the opinion of Rabbi Lozar, but you have Rabbi Lozar against Rav. So it's the Rosh doesn't really have a good answer why the Gemara needed to Paskin like Rabba. But anyway, the point is, Im lo Omar machzirin so, like Tosva says. How do I know that? Because Rebbe Lozer used the word afilu. That means according to Rav, even bidievel lo yotza. And Rav and Rav line up. Now, Tosfus wrote, Zachreinu and Michamocha are the same thing. Vitimani, the Rosh says, I don't understand. Why, if a person forgets Zachreinu or Kosov, does he go back? Me'achar she'eno musker bigemara. So the rush here plants the flag and says, these additions are not from the Talmud. They're not in the Gemara anywhere. Why? There's a machlokas here, the Gemara in Dafyid Beis. And the Gemara gives a psak. Well, where does it come from? Maybe the Gaonim are the ones, the ones who say it. They're the ones who defend it. They're the ones who talk about that, as we saw. Is, is, are they the ones who said that it should be inserted in our davening? So, okay, M maybe they had the right 
to pronounce and to suggest and through custom, those things became part of our davening. But minole de machzirinoso, how do you know that they become so much part of the davening that if you forget them, you have to go back and repeat the davening? You can't say this is what the brochos were, this is the way they were instituted, because there's no evidence that, that it was anywhere except the, we, the Rush says, I see the Gaona mention it, but that doesn't, and maybe they instituted it, but Gaonim don't have the power to make it part of to make it part of davening. So we see here a Machlokas, the Rush and Tosvos about that significance. Could it be Tosvos holds this is earlier than the Gaonim? Maybe. Um, he, 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 we know Tosvos knew the Gaonim defended it, but were they the ones who, who created it? If they were the ones who suggested and created it, it might make a lot of sense to say it, but it doesn't get the power of, of, of Shmon Esrei itself, and therefore if you skip it, you don't have to go back. Now, was... So I want to show you uh, uh, in this regard, the Bahag. If you look at the Bahag in Hilchos Brochos, and he quotes the Gemara from Rabbi Hinnano that it's like you're giving Shevach. Um, and, and, um, from this Gemara, lo meaning the Rabbonin do not allow you to insert something called Mu'umad, like a Maimad, like a whole other sort of tefillah in the first three brachos. So the Bahag knew about this custom of saying Zachreinu. So in other words, in the, in, 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 in the eighth or beginning of the ninth century, it was already known that people were saying it, but the Gaonim, at least from Rav Yehudoi Gaon, if he was the author of the Bahag, says, the rabbis said you shouldn't be saying it. So in other words, in other words, his nusach was not but added something else, Bob. Remember your Rachamim and don't have your anger on us. Don't say that stuff in Modin. So in other words, you couldn't say, and seemingly also you couldn't say right? So, right, Zokar Yitzura Vachayim Barakamim, because you're not allowed to impinge on the integrity of the first three brachos. The only thing he says you could say is maybe the Sefer Chayim Amrin and Besim Shalom. Why? Because the Sleek Lushmon because basically the Avening is over by that time. Vachavilei Ki Tachnunim. So that's like Tachnunim, which you're allowed to say after davening. So even though it's technically before Mavarech HaSamo Yisrael Basholom, but it's almost at the end anyway, so it's like, well, we'll let you insert that. So here we have the Bahag, Rav Hai, who was from the last of the Gaonim, defends the Zohrein, defends them all. But the Bahag already came out and said that in the yeshivos where he was, at least in that period of the Gaonim, they fought against it. So maybe the Gaonim, there were some Gaonim who fought, you should say it, 
But clearly the Bahag is asking not to say it. Mm-hmm. And he's telling you that it shouldn't be said. Now, so what about... That, so does that mean that what, what in, a, in a sense, what we ended up with was almost, I mean, maybe this is not the right way to put it, but almost a compromise that that Rabhai said everybody should say it, and um, and Bahag said that you shouldn't say it. So the so the position they ended up with was the position of the way, rush. Was the position, uh, you, the position you, of the you, rush you, is you, that if you say it, if you don't say, it, you don't have to go back. Right. <laughs> That's what you're saying, right. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. So the halachic position was that, but but, but Bahag would not be happy with that. Because mm. you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be in Sudan. Now, what about Rakai's argument, which was, well, it's part of Sarkhay Rabin? Mm-hmm. No, it's not part of the Abin. You you invented it as Sarkhay Rabin, mm-hmm. right? It's your, if, 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 if it would have been part of what the Achik Nasragdolo or Misakain, okay, I, I can't argue with that. High's proof is look at Sim Shalom. It's all about what we need, or your your proof from Modem the Rabbonan or mm-hmm. from Ritzay. The Bahag says, "Look, I don't have to. I don't have to explain that. All I'm telling you is, you got you. There's been a new invention. A new invention is let's have Rachmanus. It's Let's have Rachmanus. Let's have a good year. Remember us, right? Okay. Look, I'm not. The, the Bahag is saying, I don't. You can say Tachnunim during Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That's fine. But Shmones, the Amida's got to be the Amida, mm-hmm. and especially during the Seirat Meitshuva, and therefore." Even if it's the tzorich of the rabbim, it's still your tzorichim. And maybe, maybe the, the Bahag felt that what Rabhai, even though he didn't hear Rabhai, they were, they were you know, 200, 300 years later, that it's really not true. In yeah. other words, we daven belosh and rabbim. But in a way, that's the glove that we wear when we're really thinking about ourselves. Is that is that just a, a difference in a time frame, or is that also like a difference in in schools? Like you you know depending, how... depending on who the Bahag was, it might have again we know that we know that 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 Rav Hai and Rav Shrira came from Pumpadisa. Mm-hmm. Assuming who the author of the Bahag is, you know, if it's from could Surah, be Surah, could be from Surah. Mm-hmm. But here's what here's what here's the subtle thing I'm trying to say. We daven belosh and rabbin, but the Chazal knew that we daven out of our own personal pain. It's true we couch it in the language of the community of Klal but part of that might just be a way to protect ourselves, like a Teflon, that it shouldn't be like you're davening for yourself. You're davening for Klal Yisrael. But you know who you're really dying for. That's true. You're you're praising God, but as but as 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 as, as Rabbi Huda said, this is buttering up God for what you're asking for, right? You're an Eved being Mavakish Paras, right? Now you're the 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 Avadim in in New Jersey and in Illinois are asking things differently than the ones in Ramat Beit Shemesh, mm-hmm. right? They are asking from their own place. In fact, we know you're supposed to be machadish a dover You're supposed to be inspired by this lofty rabim language to insert something of your own. In fact, we, as we learned a couple of weeks ago, if you don't do that, then the tefillah is really a—it's really bland and only like kevadik, right? 
it, mm. it needs to to move you to have the part where you talk for yourself. So even though it's true, you, you're armored with the language that's for the rabbin. We know that it's about your personal need mm. and that you should daven. And, and, and as much as you're mouthing that, you're, you're conscious of your personal tzara and you actually in, are supposed to insert words about that personal tzara in the tefillah. Mm-hmm. So therefore, let's now take that to Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. So you are concerned about, even though you're saying, right, you're saying, but <laughs> you're part of that number. And it's your psak and your family that you're really primarily concerned about when you're saying it. And it could be that's the reason why Bahag felt that, you know, who are you kidding? You know, it's supposed to be Shevach, and you're and, and, and what are you doing? You're not being Meshabeach with Meiravo. You're asking for something, mm-hmm. right? So therefore, uh, you know, the Bahag, again, he does make the exception of the last one. So it sounds like this was something that was current, that the that the Gaonim knew about, and maybe there were different. There was a school of Gaonic Rabbanim who wanted it. Or maybe it's even earlier than them. But here we see the opposition to that. Rav Hai, being from the later Gaonim, it justifies. Obviously, it did make it, and it's part of our part of our nusach. But it's not. It's, it, it didn't necessarily come that easy, as you. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.